Hello, and thank you for choosing to listen to the Boundless Adventures podcast. My name is Matthew, I'll be the host as well as Game Master for this series, featuring actual play from the Boundless Adventures role-playing game, which is a project that I personally have been developing for a while now. And as those that are more familiar with tabletop role-playing games already know, these kinds of games need players, and somehow I managed to rope in both my father Timothy and my cousin Adriana to play this. The characters they play will be the stars of the story, and I will be the narrator and the one behind the scenes running all the backgroundy stuff and deciding what the enemies and the villains and the creatures and the shopkeepers and the random citizens and everyone they come across will be doing. And for those that are hoping to find a story with clean content, you have come to the right place. As a Christian family, we'll be keeping the content clean, there won't be swearing or any inappropriate content. But of course, with these kinds of games, there will be, of course, conflict and fighting and violence, not between us in real life, but between the characters in the story. But I won't go into detail as far as things like gore and that kind of stuff is concerned. Without further ado, let's get into a quick introduction before the actual gaming session begins. Season 1 of this series is called The Wilder West which is a sci-fi western setting taking place in an alternate timeline of Earth in the American Old West. In 1805, a massive cluster of small meteorites scattered and crashed across the western half of the continental United States. The meteorites were a strange glowing material, and they were eventually discovered to be an incredible power source, starting a new industrial revolution. On top of that, some people are now beginning to understand that this new substance is made of actual magic and are unleashing new powers and abilities. But our story begins in the year 1877. The American Civil War has not come to an end, and it doesn't look like it will anytime soon. New technologies have given rise to new weapons of war and fresh carnage. The existence of magic is causing strange happenings, mainly in the untamed West, and new opportunities are meeting old-fashioned ambition, a sure combination for trouble. Okay, so, welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Boundless Adventures. Season 1 is a sci-fi Western setting, and today we have playing my dad. I will let you introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, my name is... Uh... I totally forgot my name. What's my name? <laughs> it's on your character sheet. Oh, yeah. Well, my name is Duke Thornton, and uh, I happen to be a human, and uh, I'm a bounty hunter, and uh, that's about it, I, I guess. If you look on the back of your sheet, there is, like, details that I've written down. Well, look at that enough. <laughs> I was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, to parents Marion and John Thornton. I'm uh, motivated by money and wanting to see justice exacted. I served in the Union Army before losing my left arm, which was replaced with a mechanical prosthetic after being discharged. And uh, if you must know, I have a, a horrible fear of spiders. And then, who is this I have also roped in through the power of the internet? Woo, hello, hello. Uh... My character is an Umbran. Should I explain it, or can you explain it? Because that would probably be easier if you explained it. Yeah, I can, I can go in and explain it. Umbrans 
are the result of criminal gangs altering themselves magically in an attempt to become stealthier and to do more crime as uh, they want to do. So they've become a kind of shadow folk. The normal person, unless you're another Umbran, you can't actually see um, their features. They just look like a 3D silhouette. And uh, daylight hurts. It is very much not a uh, fun pastime of them for them to be sunbathing. And they can teleport with some limitations through shadows. So that is Anna's race. Cool. Yeah, that's me. My character's name is Clementine, but she likes to go by Clem for short. Um, yeah, she has a family who are, you know, bad criminals. And she didn't really fit into that lifestyle, so she ran away. And her family is still looking for her. She has some cousins that are, you know, trying to find her to bring her back to the family. But she doesn't want that life anymore. She wants to live a good, a good life, not a criminal life like most other, others of her kind. Uh, so she's on the run from her criminal family, and she's terrified that her family will find her again, take her back to that because. When she was part of that, all she was used for, um, or they used her to their advantage because she's fairly small and can be pretty sneaky. And yeah, she is terrified of the light, like most Umbrans would be. And she is, like I said, afraid of her family chasing her down, finding her, and dragging her back into that criminal lifestyle. Very good, very and good. I don't have a cool accent, though. That's fine. Um, so yes, the adventure begins on the eastern edge of the New Mexico Territory, just outside the town of Roswell. The sun has just set, and uh, there's still a little bit of light out. But, uh, when you know two weird travelers, one presumably in search of, uh, his next bounty, and one in search of perhaps a place to rest before moving on, happen across paths as they enter the west side of town. And wouldn't you know it, it's both your characters. One uh, rough-looking, kind of knows what he's doing-looking guy. He's got a nice hat on, and I don't remember what weapon. Do you have a shotgun? Yep. Okay. He has a shotgun slung on his back, and he's riding a mule, but he's steering it very uh, deftly with uh, both his hands, one of which is obviously mechanical. And to your right, um, as you did, um, you can see... Um, a hooded figure riding up on a horse. A very short woman. Um, you can't make out her face because it is all much too shadowy. Well, hello there, traveler. Hello. What brings you to these parts here? Just passing through. Yeah, same here. Just heading through town real quick. By now you've reached the inside of the town. Um, it's not like this smallish towns, the sets that you'd see in like a Western movie. This is like an actual proper town. There's a population, I believe, of around 700 in the town right now. The streets are laid out like a grid, as are the buildings. And the first building you come across is... Oh, I have to come up with a name. I was trying to think of this earlier, then I forgot. It's the um, Hardford Hotel. It's a small two-story building, and um, it has a false front on the top, trying to make it look like it's a three-story building, which might have worked if it wasn't the last building on the edge of town and you can see the side of the building and see it's a very fake front. But now you're probably both very tired on your travels in this place despite its kind of false 
rundown look, um, it probably does look somewhat inviting. Well, I was just gonna head in and see if I could get me a mug of sarsaparilla. Would you like to join me? Sure, sounds good. I'm quite tired. Could use a nice rest. Yeah, nothing like a big glass of sarsaparilla after a long, hot day on the trail. So do you enter the hotel? Yeah, let's go on in and see what we find here. All right, I'll follow you in. After you. Oh, thank you. Ladies first. I'll go inside the hotel. Inside you see a very bog-standard lobby. Um, There's a couple chairs off to the side. There's the clerk's desk with the clerk doing something behind, perhaps sweeping. And um, off to the side you can see a a dark room that's closed off with a curtain drawn. And um, he looks up as you guys enter and go, Oh, travelers, huh? We haven't had some in a while. You looking to rent a room? Yeah, probably just for the night. Uh, I don't know about the the little lady here, but uh, I was just looking to find a place where I could wet my whistle with some sarsaparilla. Well, down the road there's a saloon. Uh, Across the way there's a restaurant, but they're closed for the night. They'll be open in the morning. All right, well, I'll take a room, and uh, I don't know what the lady would like to do, but uh, I'll take a room for tonight at least. I'd right, also like three... a room, please. All right, that'll be $3 a room. There you go. Okay, so do you both pay? Yes, here's my okay. $3. Okay, so if you haven't already, you can take $3 out of your money slot on your sheet. Good. It's on the right side, just above the bottom right. And, yeah, so, um, Anna, why don't you give me a perception roll? Um, all the rolls in here are going to be made with the D20, um, unless I specify otherwise, because the rules I made aren't very inclusive when it comes to other dice. So do you want me to tell you my total, uh, just together with my... With yeah. My, okay, so you don't care if I... Because, you know, I could be cheating or something. You don't actually see it. <laughs> I trust you. Okay. But yeah, just the value of the roll plus your perception stat. Okay. And um, when you guys make these kinds of rolls, um, do let me know if the die lands on the 20, which is called a natural 20, or a 1, which is a natural 1, because... Depending on the circumstance, that can have adverse effects. Okay. Well, my total is 19. Okay. You get the feeling you're being watched, Anna, or Clementine, from beyond the window across the street. So, while the the hotel manager is looking for my room, or setting up my room, I decide to go take a peek out of the window to see what's going on outside. Hey, you see someone across the way... They're on the boardwalk in front of the the restaurant that was mentioned. It's closed up. He doesn't seem to have any affiliation with it. Um, he's just watching from the shadows. Well, I turn to... Oh, what's what's the character's name already? Uncle Tim's character. <laughs> Duke Thornton. Duke, okay. Hey, Duke, do you have anybody you know around here? Well, I wouldn't be surprised in my line of business. I kind of always have to keep a lookout over my shoulder all the time. See somebody outside there that doesn't look friendly? Yeah, come look at this this person. See if you recognize them. They look a little suspicious. Alrighty. As you look, the person is now gone. I don't, uh, I don't see anybody now. Maybe, maybe you saw me heading towards the window. Hmm, very strange. But I have an off feeling about them. Yeah, I do about most characters around this town. So, what do you guys do? Well, I'm going to head back in and go check out my room. 
drop off my stuff and uh, go see about getting me a sarsaparilla. I think I will also head to my room and maybe lay down for a little bit. I think I could use a nice nap. Okay. So heading upstairs, you guys do have adjacent rooms. And assuming unless there's something you want to do before bed, um, you sleep until morning. Yeah. Actually, both of you, why don't you give me another perception roll? With this? Yeah. We're going to add three? Then you add your perception value. Your, your stat. 21. Okay. <clears throat> and what's yours, Anna? Seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sleep soundly, but in the middle of the night, um, Duke hears a clatter come through the wall from Clementine's room. I heard such a clatter, I had to rise and see what was the matter. That sounds pretty good. I should write a book. Maybe I will, come Christmas time. So are you investigating? Yeah, let me take a, grab my, my trusty, dusty gun here and take a peek out the door and see what I see. Okay, well, outside of your door, you just see the dark hallway. Not much to see. They're kind of cheap on the lighting around this place. The sound did come from Clementine's room. Hmm. Sounds like it came from the little lady's room there. I wonder if I should go check it out. Are you gonna? Yeah, I better go check it out, make sure she's okay. How do you go about that? Let me grab my little lantern off the wall here and take it with me, since it's dark as the inside of a cow with his eyes shut and his tail down. I'll head next door and see what's going on. Do you knock on the door? Do you open the door? Yeah, I'll knock on the door here. Okay. Anna, you are aroused by the knocking on the door. And as you open your eyes, you see in your room a figure dressed in dark clothes. He has a bandana over his mouth and a hat on, despite the darkness. He has your bag of stuff. He's rifling through it, and um, seeing you awake, he looks you in the eyes, which is a bit unnerving, given that, being an Umbran, normal people cannot see your facial features. He tips his hat, and poof, he's gone. Along with all of your money, and where is it? Your mending elixir. Oh no. You also hear Duke knocking on your door. Uh, confused, I get up and open the door. Well, sorry for the intrusion there, little lady. I, uh, I heard a racket coming from your room. Thought I'd come check it out. I couldn't see anything out here in the hall. It's dark as the inside of a cow. They don't have any lights on for us here. Too cheap to leave a lantern in the hall, I guess. What would expect for three bucks a night? I don't know who it was, but somebody took stuff out of my bag and took all my money. I think it was that shady character from earlier that I saw. Might have been. I wonder if you thought he was in my room instead of yours. Hmm. <clears throat> well, thank you for checking up on me. I don't know if I'll be able oh. to sleep the rest of the night. Well, I'll be, I'll be across the hall here with one eye open and both ears out listening. Thank you. I usually sleep pretty light in my line of business. Well, good night, Duke. Thank you for checking up on me again. No problem, little lady. Okay, so the rest of the night passes uneventfully. And then thus cometh the morning, and you awaken, Dad. And I presume Clementine didn't go back to sleep. Correct. Okay. So what are your plans now in the morning? Well, after that lousy night of sleep, I better go find me some coffee here and See if I can find me a saloon or restaurant or somewhere I can get me some, some half-decent coffee. Well, I'm going to go downstairs and talk to the hotel clerk 
Maybe he heard something and maybe he knows where I could get a quick job for some quick money. Well, I'll head down there with you and see see what information we get out of this character. So I go and I'm, I'll talk to the hotel clerk. Okay. As you go downstairs, you see him in the corner behind the uh, the desk in a rocking chair. Morning, how'd you sleep? Not well, with my eyes shut, mostly. Ah, man of humor. Got out something around here. Kind of hard to sleep with people getting into our rooms and taking things. I'm sorry, what happened? I was sleeping last night when somebody entered my room and took all of my money and a, an elixir I had that I was hanging on to for an, a special occasion. Did you happen to see anybody suspicious coming in last night? He puts his fingers to the bridge of his nose and sighs deeply. He's like, not again. You have some pretty intense housekeeping here, mister. I'm, I'm terribly sorry about what happened, miss. Um, truth be told, we've been having some trouble from a gang not too far out from here. And Honestly, given the economy and people's general fear and lack of wanting to do something, they haven't been uh, brought to justice. I might be able to help in that department. Do you happen to know where they, they stay? Somewhere down south. Um, you might be able to get more information from a saloon. Usually they put bounties out for these kind of folk, and I have heard of them. If it's who I think is part of the Trenchers gang. Well, Duke, what do you say? Will you help me track down this person who took all my money? Well, I'd be glad to, little lady. I, uh, I don't have anybody I'm looking for at the moment, but, uh, at least not in this town, but looks like I have somebody to hunt down now. Thank you. Well, oh, Bessie and I would be happy to ride along with you and see see what we can see. Well, maybe we better head over to the saloon then to see what kind of information we can gather about this fellow. Yeah, we better rustle up some grub too. It could be a long time out on the trail. Very true. I'll go get the rest of my stuff and meet you soon. Okay, I'll go get my belongings and I'll meet, meet you out here in the, the lobby. Okay, so you guys gather your stuff and you head to, are you going to the saloon or the restaurant or somewhere else? Uh, let's go to the, try the restaurant. They're more likely to have some decent coffee and maybe some rustle up some eggs or something. Okay, so going in, um, it's not super busy, but it's not empty either. Um, there are chairs out with nice tablecloths on. Um, it's a nice cheery atmosphere with the morning sunlight coming through the windows on the sides of the building. And the waitress going around comes by and goes, Hey, welcome. Grab a seat. I'll be with you in a moment. Well, thanks. Maybe just get us some coffee here while we're figuring out what to what to eat. Well, I don't have any more money, so... Well, that's okay. I I have some saved up from my last job here, so we're pretty well set in that department. Oh, thank you, Duke. And uh, so you do grab a seat, and the waitress does bring coffee, and um, she asks... Have you thought of what you're going to be ordering? What about you, little lady? Would you like something to eat? I'll just take some eggs, please. All right. And I'll take some eggs and hash browns and uh, some bacon. And uh, you have any biscuits? Uh, yes, we do. You're in luck. We baked them just today. All right. Take a couple biscuits, too. Got a long day out on the trail ahead of us. She was all right, and she marks stuff down on a paper and goes back to the kitchens. A little while later, she comes back with her food. Um, is there anything you want to do besides eat? No. Okay, so you guys have your meal. That's going to be 
let's say five dollars for two people and some coffee. And now what do y'all do? I think it's a good time to head over to the saloon. Yeah, the saloon keeper is usually pretty good about information, things going on in town. We can talk with them and see see if they've seen anything unusual lately. Okay, arriving at the saloon, or rather in the saloon, you see the barkeep behind the bar. He has a big handlebar mustache and he's bald. He looks up as you guys come in and you can see a few other people drinking, one at a table, one at the bar, the one that is presumably the town drunk passed out on the bar even though it is already morning, or it's only morning. He says, welcome, what's your poison? Well, it's good to see you again there, Curly. It's been a while since I was in town here. It has. I was beginning to think maybe the job caught up to you. Not yet. Just about last time, but uh, still still kicking. Have you seen any uh, strange characters, any, any stranger than usual around here lately? Well, it depends on what you mean by strange and usual. About a month back, we had a resident gang moving down south in an old... Uh, one of those old trenches from the war, before the Confederates got pushed further east. They seem to have taken residence there and are harassing people on the road and occasionally following those in a town. Maybe one of well, them we is had, who we're looking for. Yeah, we had somebody get into my lady friend's room last night in the hotel and kind of absconded with all of her belongings, her her cash and some other things. It was some low-down skunk with a handkerchief over his face and a hood and he couldn't tell who he was but he just vanished right out of her room well that sounds like their their leader his name's william blazelton well i'm gonna send him to blazelton pretty quick here well if you happen to see old bill he can tell him that duke thornton's looking for him and he better show up with all these missing belongings right quicker he's gonna have some answering to do to to me and old bessie here well, if you've got the means, uh, I know you're one that's capable, Duke. Uh, he's just down south if you follow the road. It's the first trench you'll come across on the west side. That's where they set up their camp. If if they're not there now, that's probably where they're storing their goods that they purloin off of people. All right, well, we'll have to head that way, do some scouting, so we don't just walk into a an avalanche of bullets and stuff, so... We'll try to do some scouting out and see see what we see down that way. And, uh, obviously, because he's been harassing the town so much, he does have a bounty on his head. The whole gang does, but he has the highest of them all. And he points over at a wanted poster on the wall, and you see a, uh, just like a black silhouette of a man's face with a handkerchief and a hat. He's one of them Umbran folk, which, uh, are most active at night. Well, little lady, does that look like the character that was in your room last night it looks like his hat and his handkerchief anna but um this is a drawing of how humans see umbrin so it's just solid black you don't see any features okay well i can't be too sure but i have a feeling that this must have been the guy excuse me barkeep do you know how many people are in this game well I've heard a few different rumors. I've heard that there are three people in the gang. I've heard that there are six. Uh, the most constant uh, rumor, or the most uh, recurring number, is that there are four of them, including Will. Well, now that I know that there's a bounty on out on this skunk, then it'll it'll be even more advantageous to, to find him, put an end to his troubles. Well, so. if he truly is an Umbrin, we must try to find them during the day 
when they're least expecting us and when they're less active. Sounds good to me. Well, does he want it dead or alive or just dead? Well, you can talk with Marshall if you want more details, but the bounty's the same either way. Sounds good to me. Well, that'll put a little extra cash in my pocket, and uh, hopefully we can recover all the belongings the little lady here has lost. Well, shall we talk to the Marshal, or would you rather just go straight on to find this these fellows? Uh, why don't we go talk to the Marshal? I've, I've talked to him before. We're on pretty friendly terms. I'll check in with him. I, I hadn't heard about this bounty on this character before, but uh, I'm sure that uh, he wouldn't mind me helping him look for him. So we could head on over to his office and see what he says. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Mr. Barkeep. Certainly. Anytime you're thirsty, come on back. Will do. Let's head so over heading to over the to the heading over to the marshal's office. Um, it is a quaint little. It's a little more than a shack. Um, it is the very opposite of opulent. And going inside, you see a uh, old timer with a uh, a thin badge. It looks partially broken on his lapel on his coat. He's in a rocking chair. He's just leaned back with his feet up on the desk. And he goes, Oh, hey, Duke. I see you're in town again. Well, hey there, Marshal. I, I hate to interrupt your nap. We, uh, we're just passing through here, and, uh, we were at the hotel last night, and somebody got into the, the little lady's room across from me and absconded with her, her money and other things, and he matches this, this character on this, this wanted poster here. I... Wanted to check with you first and see if you wouldn't mean, mind me hunting him down and bringing him in and getting this uh, this bounty money here. Honestly, if you were to bring him to justice, that would be a favor to the whole town. In fact, it would, it would be a favor to both this town and Eddie down south. They've been harassing both towns and travelers in between. Alrighty, well, we're going to go scout out the area where they're reported to be hanging out and we'll uh we'll do some scouting down there and see what we see and we don't want to walk into a big old mess but uh we're gonna scout it out and see what we see and see what we can do to to bring this cahoot into into justice here marshall all right much obliged and wish you the best of luck oh and uh be careful i hear folk have been saying that he's flashing a new cycler pistol one of them electric revolvers well, I think we're prepared for that. We we have some tricks up our sleeves ourselves, so I think they're going to be in for quite a surprise. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing that he's not going to be bothering the town no more. All righty, Marshal. Well, we'll see you in a while. So, what do y'all do now? Well, let's take old Bessie here, my mule, over for some some feed and a little water, and then we'll we'll head on out that way and see what we can find. I know a good little place over here that will spare some hay and water and stuff. And if, you, if your horse needs any shoeing, it's a good place to go, too. He's a good, trustworthy guy. All right. Since you know that place, I will take my horse over there. Make sure All right, just, he's ready for the Just ride. follow Bessie and me on over there, and we'll uh, get them all situated so we can hit the road here. Hey, you get your mount situated, as you said? Fed and watered. Do you want to do anything else in town before checking out the bandits' location? I think I'm good to go. Yeah, I'm. Have all my belongings here and plenty of ammo and ready to go. 
Okay, so you are heading out. You're going along the south trail. It's a hot day out, but given that it's currently uh, mid-fall, it could be worse. It takes you about a little under half a day when you see a, uh, a crevice down the road and to the side further on, uh, which obviously must be the uh, old Civil War trench. Well, let's leave our rides here and uh, secure them to this tree here, and then we'll we'll kind of scout out the area and see see what we see. All right, I'm very good at sneaking, so I will go on ahead and look if you would like. Alrighty, I'll kind of hang back a little bit. I'll I'll follow, but kind of at a distance here because I'm a little more conspicuous. All right, so I'll go on ahead and see All right. if I see anything. Okay, why don't you give me a stealth and a perception roll for Clementine? Two separate rolls, or do they both count as one? Two separate rolls. Okay, I'll do stealth first. Oh man, okay, I got, let's see, seven for stealth. What was the other one? A perception roll. I got nine for perception. As you're sneaking along, approaching the trench, um, the only thing you perceive is a gunshot, which ricochets off the ground just in front of your feet. Queen! And I think it's safe to say that both of you hear this. Well, I think well, you know we're here. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, uh, I think we've been spotted. And it is at this point that we are going to enter a different phase of gameplay um, called Initiative, which is definitely an original term I've come up with and haven't stolen from other game systems. You're going to make an agility roll, and we're going to ter- determine who goes first. This becomes like turn-based combat, just to keep things fair and not be like, yeah, I shoot him 27 times before he can do anything. <laughs> um, well, I got 17 for agility. Okay. Yeah. 10. Okay, and it looks like in this combat, you get to go first. All right. You're about 50 feet away from the trench. Um, can you... Remind me how good my high-caliber revolver is. Yes. Your high-caliber revolver, it has four shots in the chamber. Um, You can fire uh, once per action. You get two actions on each turn, by the way. I probably should have mentioned that before now. Um, It takes one hand to use, and it's for a handgun, it's it's fairly damaging if you hit your target. And if you want to shoot something, that's going to be a dexterity roll. Okay. I'll go ahead and use my my revolver. Okay. Um, because you haven't seen the target yet, I'm going to say you're making this at disadvantage. So roll twice, and you're going to go with the lower result. Oh. Well, I rolled a 20. <laughs> a natural 20? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that was the first one, right? Yeah. But do, should do I roll again still? Yeah. Okay. But I go with the lowest. No. Yeah. Normally oh. a 20 is, is what you want. It's like right. the best thing that can happen. Right. Uh, I rolled a five. What am I comparing it to again? Um, you're using your dexterity. Okay. So I take the lower, but I still add. My yeah, you take the lower, but you still add your okay. your dexterity. So it's eight. All together? Yeah. Okay. You get a shot off, and you don't really hear much of any confirmation of a hit or a miss. You have one more action remaining on your turn, Anna. Um, like just any anything? I can, I can do anything? Anything. Okay. Well... I guess I'll, well, I hope my first shot scared him away. I guess I'll take out my binoculars and look around and see who's around or where okay. the first shot could, should, had come from. In that case, 
you get to make me another perception roll, and I'm gonna see if it's at advantage or if you just get a bonus to that. Beep, 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 beep. Binoculars. Oh, yeah, you're gonna get a plus two to your perception roll. Okay, plus my already. Yeah. Okay, so, so I rolled a four plus two, so a six plus binoculars plus two more, so that's eight. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna do a stealth roll for this guy. <laughs> you know, the sun is really bright and it got in your eyes just as you were trying to look. You still can't spot the guy. Okay, it is now Duke's turn. And in case it sounds like I'm changing the order later on in what happens, I'm basically just going through my head of what they're doing right now and I'm just not saying. So other people have done stuff, you just don't know what. What do you, what do you mean? Um, for instance, as the turn order goes on, it sounds like it it should be uh, Clementine's turn, then Duke's, then the others. Um, but the others went before Duke, technically. But I didn't say what they were doing because you don't know. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Well, I'm looking through my binoculars, too. I uh, I don't see much. The, these guys can be kind of hard to see. Do you want to use an action to make a perception roll? You have two actions per turn. Yeah, why not? Okay. So give me a perception roll, and um, yeah. Eight. And then plus two for your binoculars makes ten. Do you roll an eight, or is that with a... Roll an eight. Oh, then add your perception. Where's perception? Perception. Oh, three. I'm at eleven. Okay, so that's thirteen altogether since you're using binoculars. You know, you get to experience what Clementine went through. It is very bright out, and the sun did get in your eyes just as you were trying to look around. You don't see him either. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see that sun right in our eyes here. I I really can't even see anything, even with my binoculars here. You have one action remaining. Well, I could try sneak a little closer, see what I can see. Okay. Um, do you want to do so stealthily or just openly? Stealthily. Okay, in that case, you will make a stealth roll. A 15. Is that this? Yeah. So 18. Okay. And it is now Clementine's turn once again. Oh. Um, I see a big rock out in the distance, and I decide that I want to go hide behind that and see if I can get a closer look as well. Okay. I'll say it's 25 feet away, so you can get there in one movement action. Okay. I will do that then. Okay, so you're now behind a rock. What do you do now? Um, I think I'll just scan the area. Not with my binoculars, but just look around to see if anybody else is hiding behind to see if I can see if anybody else is, you know, being stealthy. Okay. Um, just like the area around you? Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a perception roll. Ooh, I got a 20. <laughs> Again. A natural 20? Yeah. You perceive so much around you. Woohoo! You perceive, you perceive, like, a little fly on a rock that just got ate by a lizard, but you see no one in the immediate area around you. So it looks like you're in the clear as far as being ambushed by stealthy people besides from the trench. And now it is the other guy's turn. What does he have? Okay. And while you're looking around, you do see um, a man, he's a human, with a uh, handkerchief, not handkerchief, what are those called? Scarf. Bandanas, a bandana over his mouth, over his face. Not his eyes, his nose and mouth. Bandit style, because he's a bandit. You see a bandit, Anna. <laughs> um, you see a bandit coming up out of the trench, running towards your location. And he's gonna take a pot shot at your general direction. So seeing him raise his pistol, what do you want to do, Anna? Um. Generally, you can 
try to dodge. Um, really giving it a gunshot. That's probably the only thing you can do to avoid the damage. Uh, yeah, I'll try to um, defend myself or like hide. Okay. Or you do also have, have a little bit of magic. I don't remember what kind of magic. I don't know. I mean, I know um, I have this one point in detection, but that's all I remember. Right. Yeah. Um, even though you don't have points in any other types of magic, you can still use them. You're just not going to get bonuses for them. Um, so you can do basically anything you can come up with, and I have a chart that works out the difficulty of that, and I'll explain it to you if you want to go ahead with it or not. Um, but yeah, so you can dodge, you can use magic, you can accept the bullet. Is there a basic magic skill to block myself from the attack? Like a... Like shield, magic shield. Yeah, you could do that. That would probably be an alteration roll. So, I got a twelve. Roll the twelve. So that'd probably be honestly a difficulty of fifteen. So unfortunately, you put your hand out. You do see a bit of blue come out of it, and then the bullet hits you. And fortunately, you are wearing leather armor and a hooded coat. Let me just look at my exhaustive list of stuff here. You take a major wound to the torso. Have you marked that down? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Next guy's turn. Give me an agility roll at disadvantage, Anna. Okay, what is, uh, does that mean I roll it twice again? Yeah, and you take the lower result. Okay. Oh no, I got five total. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, you guys hate you. <laughs> You're going to take a major wound to your left leg, and it's crippled now. I'm sorry. You hear a rifle shot come through the trench. Oh yeah, okay, so that wouldn't have happened. You're welcome. Um, I just realized that the guy that was going to attack you has a shotgun and you're out of range. He did roll a natural 20, so you're still alive. You see another bandit come out of the trench and start running your way. With a shotgun. Is this still me? Yeah. To you. To Clementine. Sorry. I should specify since, you know, we can't see each other. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Um, you just see a second bandit come out of the trench and he has a shotgun towards you, towards Clementine. Uh... I'm just letting you know what he does on his turn. But is it still my turn? I'm confused. <laughs> no, it, that was the bandit's turn. But it is mm. my turn again? Not yet. Okay. Ah, I'm confused. Okay, it's fine. And also, on one William Blazelton's turn. You do see him in his hat and his his uh, handkerchief, his whole getup. Bandana, not a handkerchief. You see him in his whole getup with his hat and everything. Um, he comes striding out of the trench, twirling, of course, the electric revolver that you were warned about. And now it is Dad's turn. Duke's turn. Well, hang in there, little lady. I'll take care of this punk for you. So happens to have me a shotgun myself. So the enemies you can see right now are William Blazelton, who just stepped out of the trench. There is a bandit with a revolver that has been firing at Anna. And there is a uh, bandit with a shotgun that is running towards her. Both of those two bandits are probably about... See, how fast can I move? Honestly, they're just a little ways away from her rock now, by now. Let me take care of the guy trying to get her first. So there's a guy with a revolver and a guy with a shotgun. Which is which? They're both just bandits. I mean, which one's coming to me? Oh, neither of them. They're both going towards Anna. Oh. You were sneaking up towards the trench. They haven't seen you yet. Oh. I mean, is my shotgun on the other guy with a shotgun? 
Okay, so that will be a dexterity roll. 19. Okay, I'm going to give him a disadvantage agility roll because he did not see you coming. Uh, what part of the body are you aiming for? Um, just torso. Okay. So shotgun. Let's see. Shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. Oh, and by the way, do you have a double barrel shotgun or a lever action shotgun? Double. Okay. So you have one shot left in the chamber. And bandit number two is wearing cloth armor. Well, that's not going to do much. Yeah, so you have seen him take a big old blast to the stomach. And he is knocked down. You don't quite know if he's, like, dead or if he's unconscious, but he is hitting the ground. And he has one action left. Um, let me see if I can take out the other guy while I'm at it. The guy with the revolver? Okay. So that's going to be another dexterity roll. That's a six or a nine. That's this one here? Yeah. That's a six. Oh. Plus your dexterity. Oh, so nine. Okay. That is enough to hit him, though. He um, didn't see you coming and had a disadvantage. Uh, what part of the body are you aiming for, by the way? This is the torso. Torso, okay. He also gets blasted and falls to the ground. Right, I'm sorry this is going so slow. I, hopefully we'll pick up the pace as we go on. Right, you see uh, William Blazelton sees his two guys falling, looks over at you now that you've fired your gun, and he's going to fire his electric revolver towards you, Duke. What do you do? Do you want to try to dodge? Um... You want to dodge or take the lightning bolt? Dodge. Okay. So that'll be an agility roll. 14. Do I have the two or no? Uh, yeah. You, so you, 16. Okay, so 16. Unfortunately, that does not beat his roll. You take a... I have to look up the dang stats again. You think I'll do this faster? Okay, so what are you wearing on your torso? Um, armored vest. An armored vest. Then you have a leather duster also, right? Yeah. Okay, so armored vest does no protection against it, but your leather duster gives a little bit. You take three minor wounds to your torso. So um, in the wound tracker where it says torso and then there's mage and min, put three in the little box where it says min. There you go. And now it is uh, Clementine's turn again. Um... So the two guys that were gunning for you, Anna, the guy with the revolver and the guy with the shotgun, have both been blasted by Duke with his shotgun, and they are now on the ground with holes in their chests. Okay, quick question. Um, yes. Because you said I had a major wound in my torso and my leg, correct? Yes. Um, for some reason, my you said my leg was crippled, but I can't like put anything in that box, so hopefully I remember. I'll mark it on my end and I'll try to remind you. I guess that basically, really wasn't a question. That was more of a... Yeah, what? basically all that does is, um, the crippled part, all it does is it reduces your movement speed by half. Is there something I could use to fix that? Like, is a bandage enough or no? Um, a bandage will help heal when it comes to the end of the day, um, but there's nothing on you that can fix right now. If your mending elixir didn't get stolen, I don't know who did that. <laughs> that would have helped, but... Yeah, so a bandage really wouldn't do me any good at this point? No. Okay. Okay, one, one more question, if it's allowed. Can I see the the William guy? I've already forgotten his name. William Blazelton. Yes, he has stepped to, uh, he stepped out of the trench. He's just in front of it, and you saw him take a shot at Duke. Oh. Um, you can make a stealth roll in your action and try to sneak somewhere. 
but um, I think it's pretty safe to say at the moment he knows you're at least behind the rock, even if he doesn't see you right now. Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna try to sneak somewhere else, maybe a little closer. Okay. You can probably make it into the trench in one go, in one action. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, so if you want to do it stealthily, that will be a stealth roll. Stealthily. Okay, I got a 23 total. So you have one action remaining. What do you do? So I'm in the trench now. Yeah, you're in the trench. I'm going to search or try to search to make sure that nobody else is around. Hey, uh, feel free to give me a perception roll. Okay, 16 total. Okay. You see a bandit that has been lurking with a rifle. He has a piece of wood over him that he was hiding under. He's at a kind of a, like a semi-circle dugout part of the trench at the front, kind of like a gun emplacement. He has not seen you. Um, and he is actually going to take a shot at Duke, the guy with the rifle. And he is going to, <laughs> embarrassingly, he shoots the trench in front of him instead. And you hear him cursing under his breath. And now it is Duke's turn. Let me reload and give this guy a taste of some buckshot here. Okay, so I'll say that's one action to reload. So you have one action remaining. I assume you're going to shoot him? Yeah. Okay. Ten. Plus your dexterity. Uh, thirteen. You see him get knocked off his feet to the ground, but he has not gone all the way back. He's propping himself back up. Looks like he's about to stand up any moment. And, in fact, it's his turn now, so he does take an action to stand up, and he takes a shot with his electric revolver back at you. It goes... And nothing happens. <laughs> um, it is now Clementine's turn. I think I would like to sneak up on the guy that I saw hiding with the guy with the rifle. Okay. We can say that you're still going off of that 23 you rolled earlier, and, um, but it still takes an action. You, well, you know, he's probably really close. I'm going to say you're, you're just able to do that. You have two actions. Okay. So I'm, I'm behind him now? Yeah, you can be behind him. Okay. I think I'm going uh, to sneak up behind him and try to get him with my knife. Ooh, you're going to try to shank him? Yeah. Okay, that's um, also a dexterity roll, and he doesn't see this coming, so you get to roll it at advantage. So you get to roll twice and take the higher result. Okay. Oh, I rolled a 20. <laughs> oh, um, okay, well that's gonna mess up his day. Are you trying to just stab him in the torso? Um, sure. You can, you can stab him wherever, I'm just wondering where, because he is wearing a bit of cloth armor. He's wearing it on his shirt. Here, he's wearing shirt and pant cloth armor. Let's go for it. Okay. So you do, you jab it into his side. Uh, he does cry out in pain. Actually, he doesn't, probably because you're stabbing him basically in the back, so it probably draws the breath out of him. And I know how to do math. Yeah, he is very much hurting for certain. You have one action remaining. Do you want to stab again? This time he knows you're there, so yeah. you're going to get just a normal roll. Sixth. Okay, well, he rolled a 20, so the the plank of wood he was hiding under, he throws it at you and pushes himself up out of the trench, all in one weirdly fluid movement that you've never seen such a bog-standard bandit be able to do before. And it is now his turn. Oh, dear. Um, he uh, racks his rifle, the lever on his rifle, and takes aim and fires at you, Anna. What action would you like to take to avoid the damage? Uh, jump out of the way. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be an agility roll. 
Oh, I rolled a 20 again. Oh, you tuck and roll like you're some kind of circus acrobat, and he misses by a mile. But he does have another action, so he's going to shoot again. So how would you like to avoid this shot now, Anna? So I'll try to hide behind something nearby. Okay, so that will be an agility roll to not get shot, and a stealth roll, um, two separate rolls, to hide. You said agility is the first one? Yes. Okay. I have 18 total for agility, and 5 total stealth. Oh, I rolled a 1, so that's probably... Oh, you rolled, you rolled yeah. a 1 for stealth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. The, the trench um, is lined with wood planks, and they've gotten rotten and splintery over time, your foot catches before you're able to dive behind cover, and you take a shot to your torso. He has, yeah, he's the one with the rifle. Rifle does that much damage, plus the coat and the armor. Okay, so you're gonna take a major wound to your to to your torso, and that is also crippled. I've already had one. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that bandit's turn. It is Duke's turn. Well, let me see if I can give old Bill a taste of buckshot again. Okay, so that's a dexterity roll. You have one shot remaining before you have to reload. 17. Okay, so 17 is going to try to dodge it. You see him, like, he buckles down right as if he's about to jump out of the way, but instead of jumping, he gets knocked backwards from buckshot. Are you shooting his chest again? Yeah. Yeah, he's down, and you don't see him getting back up. He's down. It is Clementine's turn again. I told you I'd send you back to Blazelton. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm gonna try to use my gun and fire on this other guy. Okay. Where are you aiming for? And that's gonna be a dexterity roll. What kind of armor did you say he had? Did he have it on his head? He's wearing cloth armor just um, as a shirt and as pants. Okay. Uh, I guess I aim for the head then. Okay. So that's a dexterity roll. He's going to try to dodge. 12. Well, you miss, but at least you got the hat. <laughs> you shot his hat right off his head as he ducks. You have one action remaining and I believe two shots in your revolver. I'll try to shoot again. Okay. He's going to try to dodge again. Same dexterity, right? Yes. Oh, I rolled a 20 again. Why do I either get 20 or like little numbers? A natural 20? Yeah. So 23 total. Oh. Uh. Are you aiming for his head again? Yeah. Well, first time you got the hat, second time you took off what was below the hat. He is now down. And we are now out of initiative, and the trench area out in the desert falls eerily quiet. So what do y'all do now? So, um, this we can do whatever now, right? Yeah, we are out of initiative. You're back in, like, the free play like we were doing earlier in town. Okay. Except you're at a trench. Okay. Out in the desert is fun. What do you say we go see if we can find your stolen belongings out there where those rapscallions were? That would see if be anybody nice. else is maybe hiding out there to bushwhack us. That would be nice. Maybe we could also get some of this other stuff and return them to the rightful owners. That'd be a good thing. Okay, quick question again. Sorry. Um, yes? How would I go about healing my wounds and stuff? Unless you're using magic or an elixir, um, healing is done naturally at the... Uh, end of the day, or the start of the next one. Okay, so... Okay. Uh, so I guess I will just search around to see if I can find my money and my mending elixir that I had earlier. Okay. So the trench does have a dugout. It's like a little bunker. 
um, right behind that semicircle area that the guy with the rifle was hiding in. Um, going in, you can see empty beer bottles, a table, some cards. There's a knife in the table. Looks like someone may have been cheating. You may have saved someone's finger by showing up and getting shot at. Um, and in a room off to the side, you find a suspicious blanket tacked to the wall. It's just like pasted there like a curtain is touching the floor. Maybe I'll s sneakily look, go up to it and peek through it. Peeking in, you can see um, it's a little dugout area. It looks like the bandits dug this themselves. There's no supports or anything. It's just a pocket to store like some boxes and a trunk. I will try to open up this trunk. Okay. There is a lock on it, but after some prying and smashing, you do get it open. And what do you know? You see a mending elixir inside and a bunch of money, um, some few other odds and ends. So you get your money and your mending elixir back. And there's about $700 worth of money beyond what uh, had been taken from you. So what do y'all do with, with all that? Let's go buy sarsaparilla. <laughs> Well, I think we should try to give this money back to the people of the town that it had been stolen from. Yeah, let's take it to the marshal. He's a he's an honest Joe. We'll take it to him and see if we can get it dispersed back to the rightful owners. So y'all head back to town? Yeah, I'm still need that sarsaparilla. I never got it yesterday. That was actually um, earlier. It took you about less than half a day to get there. Oh. Um, so it takes a little under half a day to get there too so it's about sunset as you guys are riding together you're about to enter town and both of you hear a uh, a thundering then this creaking sound um if i were to describe it so you guys could uh imagine it in real life i would say it sounds like a military tank actually a couple military tanks and the sound is getting louder and louder and you realize it's coming behind you on the trail you hear that noise it's it's not me. I I haven't had any beans lately. Uh, sorry, I was just trying not to laugh. <laughs> uh, um, maybe we should get off the road and let whatever this is pass. Yeah, let's ride up here behind these trees here and see if we can see what this racket is sneaking up on us. So just about a hundred feet out of town, you guys get off the trail and get behind a tree, and you see um, Duke would recognize this. They are two armored transports. They're like, the front of them is like a, almost like a train plow, but it goes all the way up to the top of the vehicle. It's all completely iron uh, with a little slit for the driver to see out. And this thing is being transported on big rollers. They're, uh, they have steps, so it's kind of like really wide gears. So as it goes along, it can grip the dirt. And there's two of them. These things are like 50 feet long and um, almost as wide and they come just noisily coming up this trail and they come up to the town and then they turn right at the edge of town and just stop. And painted on the sides of these two armored transports, you can see the Confederate battle flag. Your players for this session have been Timothy and Adriana and Matthew has been your host and GM. The character William Blazelton was based off of the fictional character Bill Brazelton from the YouTube channel Arizona Ghost Riders. They have been instrumental in both inspiration and research for the story. 
So a big thank you to the fine folk over at the Arizona Ghost Riders YouTube channel. A link to their channel has been provided in the description to this episode. Thank y'all for listening.